Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Rob Fidoff. And I'm Trent Sosby. Well, we're back again. Trent, we're going to chat a little Adepticon, a little hobby update. We got some new bling to talk about. It's going to be here soon, too. It's already February. Kind of crazy. I was having a little bit of a meltdown last week. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about it, but I, I had to go work on a different project specifically for a tournament. I basically had a two week hiatus from painting salamanders and it kind of got to me like, I was like, oh man, I don't, am I going to have enough time to finish this? Short answer is yeah, I'll, I'm going to make it happen. But it still made me a little nervous and kind of got me down a little bit. It's like, oh man, this is, seems like it's taken me forever to do this. You know, sometimes it's kind of nice to, to take a little bit of a break though, when you've been pushing on something for, you know, m- weeks, months, whatever it is. Just for me, I spent, and I know I've been kind of, we've been giving each other hobby updates, but I think I spent three weeks just building models because I wasn't very consistent with it. But now that I have everything built, I'm like, okay, I don't actually enjoy building the models that much, but once you get them all laid out, it's kind of like, okay, now we're kind of seeing it all come together. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. Awesome. Maybe we should start with. What's going on at Adepticon in terms of events? So let's remind everybody, first of all, on Thursday, there is the Kings of War team tournament. They really should have called it a doubles team tournament, right? Because it's two-player teams. There's room for 20 teams, and there are still only 13 teams signed up. I thought we'd have 20 by now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, it's kind of hard. To, people are a little apprehensive to sign up because it is hard to find a partner. I feel like it's the biggest thing. But I, it's, it's going to be a great event. Not that I would know. I've never done one before, but it sounds like a blast. Well, speaking of partners, you have a partner now, right? Yeah. Me and Chris have been talking after you uh, linked us up. Chris DeGrow, great EOD player. If you didn't hear him, he, he's on the uh, Empire of Dust Army review. Yeah. So he, he was cracking me up. He referred to, because, you know, I'm uh, working on Undead. That's what I'm bringing to Adepticon. He said uh, we're, we're going to have the uh, wet, dry... <laughs> alliance which i had to think about it for a minute like, you should do like a barbecue motif <laughs> wet and dry right barbecue yeah, like yeah. that right got the dry rub or the you know the sauce yeah all reasonably dependent right but now i'm looking forward to it. we were actually just talking about hopping on a ub and trying out a couple of lists my first priority is to actually get everything done so i can bring them that, that's okay we, we still got we still got time right we still got like six weeks yeah maybe like seven weeks because i mean yeah it's the week of the 25th i mean you could do insane amount of stuff then right i mean you're already doing an insane amount of stuff i don't know what's gotten into me i've never been this motivated before it's kind of crazy there's still room for seven teams. If you don't have a partner, reach out. We will help find people. There's people all the time asking, uh, and we'll find some like-minded people that go to the table with the same expectations that you do. That's the biggest thing, right? It's not necessarily about skill level experience. It's just what do you want to get out of these few games? But like Rob was saying, if, if you're interested in this event at all, but you're worried about not having a partner, charge Facebook page, message one of us directly. Like we'll We'll figure it out. Somebody will want to play with you. Friday, we've got a couple of events. We've got Armada Blood in the Water 2023. That is full at 26 players. Get on the wait list. That's what I tell everybody. Get on the wait list because the the faster that wait list gets full, the faster they will add new spots. Five spots remaining for Adepta Clash. They're being worked through the wait list. The faster we can get this thing filled up off the wait list, faster we'll get more spots. Because right now we're at 48 players. 
and we can certainly fill 60. I guess the other event that's happening on Friday is Firefight. Now, you're playing in that, right, Trent? I have not signed up for that one yet. I'm trying to keep up with everything, right? And I was going to ask you, are you you're playing in Armada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're playing Armada. I dropped Armada so I could do the 3D sculpture class. And then I have the team event too. But I'm going to have to see. I'll have to borrow an army if I play in Firefight. If only I knew somebody that had an extra Firefight army laying around, you know? Or five. Yeah. Or <laughs> We love Mr. Thomas. Yeah, there's 16 out of 20 spots are full. So that means there's four spots available. So get in there and get that event filled up as well. And then obviously Saturday and Sunday, we got the Big Daddy. The Adeptic Clash 2023. So, and that right now has got 48 spots. 43 spots are taken, and the other five are being allocated to waitlist people. And then, obviously, Dead Zone National Championship, it's almost full as well. But it looks like even with the overlap with Kings of War, Dead Zone National Championship looks like it's doing going to have a great turnout. I was about to say, considering, I mean, obviously, when you have this many games and you're working in a condensed timeline, you're going to have to have, somebody's going to have to make a decision. You either play this or that. You can't do both. There's 43 people signed up for Adepta Clash and 18 people signed up for Dead Zone. Like that's that's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm curious to see if a lot more spots open up and we get to 60. How many of the 18 are just playing Dead Zone because Adepta Clash is, is full? Certainly not all of them. I mean, there are people that are hardcore sci-fi. That's Adepticon. Let's get into this hobby update. What have you been painting? Working on Undead, as I've said in the last five hobby updates. It's a it's a large project. It's the largest one I've ever undertaken to this date i haven't painted in about three weeks now you remember how to use a brush i got an airbrush man i don't need i don't need a a regular brush you know just slap it all on there everything built everything is washed filed like trimmed ready to go i don't really care about mold lines that much but you know it's like to a decent standard don't worry i'll pick on you if i see him yeah 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 (laughs) so but hey my my thing is but 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 ignore my firefight stuff (laughs) because my thing is you put enough primer on it ah, you'll never notice you know (laughs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start priming tomorrow, and I'm hoping I can prime everything in one day. I think it's 89 models back there. Biggest thing for me is I'm painting Revenant Cavalry, and I've never painted a Cavalry model before. So I think I'm going to do that uh, a little bit later because I actually want to take the time to use the slap chop method. There's a f- bunch of new methods I want to use when I'm doing this. So that's kind of dangerous when you're working on a, on a limited timeline, but at the same time, it's kind of exciting. But yeah. Um, and, but all my, all my bases are done. Everything's ready to go. Right. I just have to paint about 90 models. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then I've also been working on, um, so I don't know if I'm going to do a suitcase or just like a, a carry on box to get everything on the plane, but you know, I can worry about that whenever everything is actually done. Well, on my front, I have the models painted for 1700 points. Okay. So I've got two hordes of tyrants, two hordes of rhino cav, two regiments of ember sprites, two Lachilodons. I did finish a mage priest, which I don't know that a lot of people have seen yet. It's pretty cool. Uh, and two battle captains on rhinosaurs. I started the scorch wings and had a hard stop, but I went to the store today and my hobby dealer has provided me a couple cans of white army painter primer. And I'm going to be repriming over uh, some of the really bad paint jobs on the scorch wings. And we'll start over. And I have a Phoenix. I am OCD to the point where I can't just glue it together and go, it's going to be fine. No, I've got to pin the crap out of it. So I've pinned it with brass rod and I'm going in and using epoxy to glue it together. And then I'm using a uh, two part of water soluble putty. Like uh, it's called magic sculpt, but it's the same as epoxy sculpt. When you're talking about a hundred infantry models, maybe just glue it together. Not worry about it. But for like a central like a more of a centerpiece model, like a Phoenix. I'm going to pick it up by the wing and it's going to pop off. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's worth the time. 
So I've got 1,700 points painted on the go. I've got a Phoenix and two hordes of Scorch Wings. If I do all those, now remember, I still got to get all the basing done too. Uh, it'll get me to 2,245. So then I have to make some decisions. Do I cut something? Do I cut the Rhinosaur Cav back to regiments maybe to give myself enough points to add magical artifacts? Uh, but I do got to get the basing going. Still messing with the idea of, of buildings. But the longer it takes, the less likely I'm going to make that work. Well, did you have any luck? I know you were looking for that specific like Nile. I did find them, and I did buy okay. some. And Mike and my my local uh, resin dealer has printed me out a few bits and bobs. I'm rocking and rolling on that uh, firefight. I got all the models built. My list builder is mentioned that we might be using monocycles in the list. Fortunately, I already have a few, so I'm waiting for the final list from Tyler, the list builder. <laughs> I love monocycles. So when he said, do you have monocycles? I said, yes, I do. I have everything. <laughs> well, how many do I need? I think I have three. <laughs> They're all built. I'm, I'm going to probably this weekend start priming them. Again, I'm going to go with Army Painter White primer, and then I'm going to try to use contrast paints on those. I think my daughter's going to help. She's a hardcore artist, man, so she, she'll do a great job. Uh, I did the last couple weeks. I had to get prepared for King of Monsters. So I had to paint a ballista. Which turned out great. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures, but it uh, is a 3D printed ballista that we downsized to halfling size. Now, the problem is it was already pre-supported. So when we downsized it, getting it off without busting it was very difficult. Now, I learned a, a hobby tip this weekend from my buddy Billy. He said, hey, soak it in hot water, get it a little flexible before you cut it out. And maybe it won't snap, but it took me three tries to get one to be halfway decent. So that was done. And then I, and then all of last week before the tournament, I had to paint my, my Yeti, which was, which was my King Kong, who will be my, a new giant in my kingdoms of half men list. Super pumped though. Right? Like I, I spent a week on this model and I won best monster at King of Monsters. I feel a little redeemed. Like, yeah, I, 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 I took a week off from Adepticon painting. But I got a little, I got a little pat on the back. So that's that was a little encouragement, which is good. Yeah, and I saw all those models that you were talking about, Rob, and they they looked amazing. I love the the little half men with the. Uh, it wasn't the ballista, was it the mortar? There was a siege artillery, and I had to paint the the guy to go with it. He's got like a little cannonball, and he's yeah. it's not a cannonball; it's a whatever. It's a, it's a mortar, but he's carrying it over. And yeah, they were really fun. Uh, we're gonna have a whole episode on King of the Monsters. I mean, there was twenty players, good turnout, and I finished three and two. And I finished fifth overall, so I'm happy with that. Considering I had a Kingdoms of Men list, you know, my two losses, those players finished first and second. I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. Only one of them cleaned my club. Dan Kamek abused me. He cleaned up that tournament, didn't he? Because he he won. 5-0, and oh, baby. He beat he beat all the heavy hitters and me. Great list. Really, and an even better player and an even more fun person. You know, I got to play Hank Gooch from Texas. Best painted army there. Amazing. Mm. I got to play Dan Kamick, who's a local player. I got to play Thompson Childress, who's a local player. I got to play Billy Horton, who is a Arkansas player who doesn't play very much. So that was fun. So it, it's a running joke with us, Trent. I, I get to play my buddy Devlin Smith every Sunday morning at a 2-8 GT. We are going to play. And usually it ends up is, is he's usually cussing at me by the time it's over. This was a great game, though. He was playing Sylvankin, and I'm playing Kingdoms of Halfman. I'm like, oh, I, I go into this game thinking, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to get shot off the table. And I did. But it turns out I had just enough to win the game. <laughs> he had two, two, two individuals left, and I had, like, a giant, my King Kong, and, like, one individual. So, like, literally, we, we, we tabled each other. And I won one to zero in control. 
So it was a great game, right? Bloody, bloody, bloody game. Yeah. My uh, tournament buddy, Matt Wiseman, he took home best Mantic army at the event. So he has a really cool looking EOD army that's got some one page rules stuff supplemented in. It's pretty sweet, dude. The, the basing chef's kiss. So we'll be recording an episode with him. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. And we have so much time on our hands before Adepticon that I felt like, hey, we need some new hobby projects to go simultaneously with all the other stuff we're already going. So on the way home from King of the Monsters, me and my buddy Matt were chatting. Hey, we need some demo armies for Ambush. And we, we went round and round, and what we did was we decided, let's see what we can make from the new two-player starter, Sands of a Moon, which is the new Ogres versus the new EODs. We went into Companion, which I'm loving Companion, by the way, and we made some armies. So Ogre list, we've got two regiments of Boomers, two regiment of Warriors, one regiment of Warriors with double-handed weapons, and a Sergeant. What is really interesting about that, 750 points on the dot. If you're following at home, the Sands of a Moon has 12 plastic ogres and a resin ogre warlord. All right, so the the sergeant is going to be the warlord model. And for the other ones, we're, we're going to spread what would normally be 15 models, you know, three models times five regiments. We're going we're gonna to make it 12. So basically the boomers will be or one regiment of three and one regiment of two for five. And then we'll do the same thing with the regular warriors, one regiment of three and one regiment of two. And then we'll do one more regiment of two with the double-handed weapons. Amazing, right? Like a two-player starter and half the box is 750 points. To be fair, ogres are always good value. So then we went and said, all right, well, let's do let's do EOD. Now, EOD, we came up a little bit short, and we're going to explain what we did. But, you know, essentially what we found was we could also get to 750 if we supplemented it with one regiment box of chariots. So we added three chariots to the Sands of a Moon, which is, you know, it comes with 40 EOD skeleton, 10 EOD revenant cav, and then a resin EOD Pharaoh. Our list is one regiment of skeleton warriors, two troops of skeleton archers, two troops of revenant cavalry, one regiment of revenant chariots, and an ammonite Pharaoh. And with all that, it comes in at 755. So it's five points difference. And looking at it, I think it did a couple things. These two lists do a pretty good job of not having a million different kinds of units. You know, it kind of consolidates it down. But it gives a chance to have a little shooting, a little combat on both lists. Obviously, the, the ogres don't have any spell casting. One of the pieces of feedback we did get is, well, maybe the ogres are going to be really, you know, are probably too powerful. Yeah, maybe. But you also have a, a D6 Ammonite Pharaoh. Pharaoh can step in and tie some stuff up, right? I was about to say, I feel like both of those lists are actually pretty good. Because they're, they're pretty uh, pretty tough, right? I mean, with the Revenant Cavalry and the D6 Pharaoh, like you said. When you look at it on paper, I mean, the ogres are stout, but the Empire Dust has maybe a little bit more long-range shooting and a little bit more speed. So they're going to be dictating the battle, which is weird for EOD. What's really great about this, it's literally one two-player starter and one box of chariots, and that's it. And you got two armies. So our plan is we're going to we're gonna assemble these armies. We're going to paint them up pretty quick. You know, our goal is to have one crate that's got two armies, the terrain, everything for a ambush demo so and we'll have it at the store and we can pull it out and we can give our demos so that's the plan so that's uh, another project that i'm going to start here i don't know if we'll get it i, I don't know I, I i bought the two-player starter today and i've got chariots on order what's the completion date on that one is it are you giving yourself a deadline or when we get it done <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. And I have to see if Matt's willing to take some of the paint. Because Matt's been painting EOD, and I had been painting Ogres in the past. So maybe we flip. Like, maybe he paints Ogres just to do something different. It would be kind of cool. So we'll see. Let's talk about the other next big thing we got. We got some new bling. And I want you to start first because you got the coolest bling out of any of us. Yeah, so um, for those of you that don't know, I'm in I'm in Germany right now, but I have a small play group here. Well, I mean, actually, it's pretty big. It's like four to six of us play once or twice a month. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But I uh, I have been using the widget set from War Chess Creation, War Chess Creations from Tim Lonis. And uh, every time that I play, I bring it out. My friends were kind of like, "Oh, that, you know, that's nice. Where'd you get that from?" So I reached back to Tim. And uh, asked and asked you know how much it would ship to ship over how much it would be to ship overseas. Asked my friends what they wanted, so I worked it out. I ordered uh, five widget sets, but I didn't even know it. They're the new updated one. Rob was actually instrumental in designing this, right? We we talked about this right before you ordered them. I was like, hey, I I, I gave I gave some some sketches and some ideas to Tim, and I talked to Tim earlier this week, and he said he had something to show me. But you're the first person to have them. Yeah, I was so surprised when I opened it. It's really cool. So the, so the front cover, um, we have the group logo on it, which is you know the custom thing that, that Tim Lonis can do. You have a, a turn counter, like a progressive scoring counter. It's like a cribbage board, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Built into, got the little in- inserts that you can just put in there. And then the measuring stick apartment didn't change because you know it was set out already. But the acrylic, gray, smoky, black acrylic, whatever you want to call it, is sexy. It looks awesome. So I'm glad I got those. Then the actual widget set is more of like an open design. So there's a ton more room. You could fit like all kinds of tokens in there too. But really good improvement. I'm super excited to start using it. And then I'll just take my uh, my old one and and give that one out, the 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 older one out. Regift your hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, be- I was blown away when i saw it i can't wait to give it a shot as well we'll be working with tim some more we got some he's got a lot of stuff in the pipe man he does great work he does he really does he's got I, some I really great stuff. modular dead zone terrain that he's coming out with it snaps together with magnets and packs completely flat that's gonna be oh that's bonkers. awesome yeah for something like dead zone that's such a 3d game you know that's gonna be perfect but uh rob what about your bling the entry-level bling is i did buy some new dice these are just regular dice but they match the color of the salary army so i got some translucent teal and some translucent orange so that's gonna look killer and then we both bought some new dice did we not oh yeah what am i talking about the g10 spin down yes the g10 spin down dice you want to talk about them yeah you can hop in whenever but basically me and rob when was this this was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about keeping up with wounds for Kings of War, right? Because there's so many different options that you can do. Some people like the traditional D6. Some people have wound trays for the D6. Some people use D20s, D10s. They have the dial counters, whatever it is. There's a ton of things out there. But Rob found on Etsy somebody who does, and it's hard plastic. and It's an injection molded tray. It's an injection molded tray that snugly fits D10s. And the way it works is you can get like one, two, or three D10s. So one being zero to nine, two being zero to 99, three being zero to 999. We got some one trays for like war engines. And then we got uh, mostly got the twos, right? Yeah, twos, twos for most. I mean, zero to 99 is going to cover everything. Talk about the dice because these are not regular D10. No, they're not regular D10s where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. So on a D6, like a, a randomized D6. One and six. 
It's three and yeah. four, five yeah. and two, right? Opposite sides for balance. That that same concept is taken um, with uh, actual randomized D10s, D20s, D8s, wh- whatever it is. So if you're using those normal randomized D10s to keep track of your wounds, it's not going to flow sequentially. You got to flip it over and find it. I don't know. I, I used to use D20s to keep up with uh, wounds. And if, for anybody that uh, plays Matches the Gathering, you know that their D20s for keeping track of life are not randomized. So you can actually roll them over and it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like that. So I don't know if anybody has ever been in the middle of a tense game and you take a wound and you're like, oh man, where the hell's the 12 at? And you just keep turning it back and forth trying to find it. So the reason these G10s are awesome is because, number one, they have those really nice snug trays. There's no way you're going to turn the dice over, bump the table all you want. You're not going to lose track of your wounds. Number two, the dice are sequential. So it goes 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So it's really, really easy to keep track of your wounds. And it's just it's so convenient, and they look great. Like, Rob, I think you you got the white ones. I got the black ones. And there's uh, there's five or six different colors. There's no 3D printing here. This isn't so they had a Kickstarter. The gentleman's got injection molded plastic trays, and he had a professional company make these dice. These are not like, and let me be honest, they're not cheap. No, yeah, they're definitely not cheap. But you get what you pay for. So link in the show notes if you want to check it out. They're awesome. So I made the mistake. I bought just the trays and I and I just used some D10s I had laying around. But like you said, I was like, where the hell's the nine? Like, where are the nine? <laughs> Once I heard your success story, I broke down and went back and ordered the dice. And I tell you what, it's a game changer. Yeah, I can't wait. I haven't used them uh, since, uh, since I got my uh, order in, but I have a game this coming Wednesday, so I'm excited. I'm going to look professional, man. I'm going to have my smoked out War Chest Creations widget set, my black G10 dice to keep up with wounds. So even if you stink on the table, you're going to look pretty at the table. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, it's the rule of cool, man. The rule of cool. The other thing I need to mention is we did just get in a shipment of counter charge dice. More details to come, but the bling is real. I'm really excited about that. Uh, So we'll we'll have a bunch of stuff to to talk about that in the very near future. I just want to say, Rob, what's the, uh, we don't have to go into super detail right now, but what's the intent? Are you giving them out to listeners or... Like doing random giveaways with them or what? We got some of all those things. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll we'll have a generic set that's for sale that we'll sell like at events and stuff. We also have some that'll be a special color just for hosts to give away. Uh, And then we got a special pair that we'll be starting to use for a counter charge award. So uh, more details to come on that. You know, in the past, our counter charge award was either a certificate and then we upgraded to like this fancy medallion and we thought, yeah, that's cool. But what if you had a custom set of dice that the only way you could win them is to win the counter charger award, which is the one award in King's award. There's no machinations that can happen to make you win it. I was about to say it just has to happen. If you want to be the, the wooden spoon, you can certainly get tabled a bunch of times. If you want to win the tournament, you could certainly play better. But how do you finish dead middle? <laughs> You got to be perfectly average. No better, no worse. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> that means everybody around you either has to be above you or below you. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Watch the Countercharge Facebook page for more details on that. So, oh, and dude, I didn't even mention it. I have a crap ton of cool stickers. <laughs> so oh, when we get to Adepticon, 
we're gonna have some real bling to give to people. I need some. So, hey, really random request, but I would totally wear a counter charge beanie. Interesting. The, with the goblin logo up there. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some T-shirts in our future as well. Thinking more of like professional screen, screen printing. So I think that'll be coming down the pipe at some yeah. time as well. So, but I can't tell you how many times I've been playing people. And they'll have like this cool dice with some symbol and then it'll like bring up a story of like, oh, that's when I played here and this happened or whatever. So that's that's a really cool idea to kind of jump in on that. Yeah, we're the king of blings, man. We we have lots of lots of bling, man. I love it. I love it. Well, what do we miss? I can't think of anything else, Rob. I know we rambled on at the end a little bit, but honestly, it was kinda it's kinda nice catching up. <laughs> well, you want to take us out? Thanks for joining us this evening and remember to keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.